You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Comics with My Kids Podcast. Special Halloween edition. The only podcast for the comics cornerbox.blogspot.com. I'm your host, Count Matty D, and with me today is I'm Franken Logan. D. I almost said D. <laughs> Alright, well today is our Halloween edition. Logan picked out a com- a comic or actually a graphic novel manga. That I read that you read backwards. And it is of a Halloween theme. Sort of. And I picked out a book that is a Halloween theme. And we're each going to talk about our books to each other. Wait, spoiler alert. This um, part I'm going to tell comes from the last book in the series. Okay. So, Logan, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the name of the book you picked out and who wrote it? The name of my book is Zozo Zombie, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. Let me uh, let me try to help you out there. It's Yasunari Nagatoshi. Yasunari Nagatoshi. And if I mispronounced that, I am sorry. So, Logan, what is Zozo Zombie? So, Zozo Zombie is the book, a book about a like a kid zombie who comes back from the dead. And lives his life with a human friend. And he does pretty goofy stuff. Well, you said this is the last book in the series. How many How many books are there? Eleven. Eleven. And if you or, they're not books. They're called volumes because there's like volume one has a bunch of stories in it. Then volume two has a bunch of stories in it. The only reason why I know it's the last one because it says eleven final. You've read all the other the other volumes then? Yep. Although some of them I didn't understand, so I'm going to have to reread like one to five. Okay. Let's get into the, the history of Zozo Zombie since you've read the entire series. How does Zozo Zombie come about? He's just there. Okay. Well, how do we, I mean, how is he introduced into the, into the series? Does he comes the, out of the ground. Okay. So he doesn't, he's not like an accident from some kind of like radioactive material or nah, he's, he's just not a zombie bitten by a zombie or died. something like that. Yeah, he started off as a zombie. Okay. Do we get to know anything about him before he's a zombie? No. Just starts off as him as a zombie. The whole title is Zozo Zombie. Okay. Well, you said he made a friend. Who's this human friend that you're talking about? Great. Another word that I'm probably not going to pronounce right. Name, whatever. And it, like, introduces the two main characters at the beginning of every book. Oh, nice. So you get a little recap for each book? Mm, yeah. Not volume. Isamu. That that's right. How do you spell that? I S A M U. Okay. That's I S A M U, yeah. He's a fifth grader. Oh yeah. I know another fifth grader. Yes, you do. Yeah. I'm quite short to look like one. Alright, so you said that this volume here has little individual stories. Why don't you go ahead and tell me one about one of those little individual stories? Hold on, I accidentally closed my book. <laughs> there we go. Um, here's my favorite one in this book. And it's called Peach Boy the Demon Destroyer. And basically, it's about them creating their own story. 
where an old man and an old woman find a peach, but when they cut it open, there was a guy inside that they cut in half. But he was actually a zombie, so he, so he came back together and was alive. And then he grew up quickly and made friends with the monk, with a monkey, a dog, and a pheasant, which originally rejected him because he used eraser crumbs, but he made friends with an old man to represent the monkey, a plastic bottle to represent the dog, and a fly to represent the pheasant. They all fight, including the plastic bottle. Interesting. You you mentioned the uh, a giant peach. Um, that's kind of a, a a throwback to a Japanese story called Momotaro. Uh, basically, his name translates into Peach Toro, or Taro, a uh, common Japanese masculine name, and is often translated as Peach Boy. So you know your story kind of blends into some classic yeah. Japanese. So so they like basically try to act out the story and fight guys, and surprisingly. All the people that he made friends with, the plastic bottle, the fly, and the old man, all were super powerful. The fly could not, could knock out a guy in one hit, and it's just a little fly. Sounds like a, a show called um, One Punch Man. Was he a fly? No, he wasn't a fly. But he could fly, mm. and he could knock somebody out with just one punch. Yeah, so could the monkey. The zombie itself. So he's telling the the, the 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 little peach story then? No, they're acting it out. Oh, okay. Although they you. change it a little bit. Like they order pizzas and to get to an island they ride in a stomach submarine uh, which doesn't turn out too well. <laughs> okay. Because it melted off their skin. Oh, because the stomach has stomach acid in it? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, so, and then in wait, the wait, end... Wait, wait, wait. Who's riding in the... um? The stomach submarine. Was it the good guys? Zuzu, Zuzu Zombie and his buddy? Or is this, Zuzu is this the story within the story? This is the story within the story. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Where all of them ride through the sum, st- stomach submarine, but get melted off their skin off, and then instead of fighting the, zon- the demons, they eat pizza with them. Gotcha. That was just one little story within your book. What What do you like best about Zozo Zombie? What, what makes it. Something that you want to come back to and read over and over again. Uh, that he's funny. How is he funny? Well, he just does funny things. Can you describe some of the funny things well, he does? One of them, the first one in this book, is their fight, is they're going to try and catch some bugs. And in order for him to catch bugs without a net, he sucks them up and they go into a bug cage organ. Oh, he's got like a cage inside his body? Yeah. And he can... No, it's in Oregon. And he can do weird things. Like, wait, he took wait, out wait, his wait. brain and replaced it with the rice bowl. Oh. Okay. So you're basically talking with, like, some kind of, like, strange zombie horror where he's, like, kind of doing disgusting things with his body parts? Yeah, kind of. And he's very weak. Like, when trying to kick a bug off the tree, he kicked it and his head fell off. It sounds like a very humorous book. Yes, it is. And he's got... And he, in this one, he tried to suck up the beetle, but instead he sucked up trees and all kinds of other things. Trying to suck up the beetle to go in the cage. Hmm. In the end, they both got eaten. And the really weird thing is, um, the flat, the beetle ate them both, but they were still alive in the next chapter. If there was one to be, I can understand, but, um, Muse, I don't know how he came back. Interesting. Yeah, it's very, very weird sounding book. 
So what made you pick this book for our Halloween edition? Well, I was going through the series of books, and then I got to volume 11, and you asked me, hey, would you like to pod do a Halloween podcast? And I'm like, sure. I'm like, well, zombies are related to Halloween, so I think I'll do this. Okay. That sounds, uh, that's true. I mean, zombies was- are Halloween-esque. That book is kind of kind of weird in, in the fact that it, it really doesn't have much of a, a moral to the story. I mean, what kind of, you know, out of the adventures that Zozo Zombie gets in with, um, with, would you say his name was Ish- Ishmu? Ismu. Ismu? Here's something you like, except it's a little different. He starts on the back page and ends on the front page. Oh, okay. Let's let's go to like a good and beautiful kind of thing. Like a like what what kind of good things come out of the book story? Out of the stories that you read? Mm, this one's like not really doesn't really have morals. It's just funny. Okay, so it's more like uh, bubble gum and candy, as opposed to like uh, a book that's like carrots. Yeah, like eating carrots. So it's more like a like a, if that book was candy, it'd be like your Twix or your Hershey's or something like that. It looks kind of funny. I might pick up uh, a book or two to just kind of read to see what see what it's like. Yeah, and he picks up a voodoo doll in one of the ones. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I know what a voodoo doll is. Yeah. So he like grabs it and names it and loves it. Wait, wait. Oh, the the, the voodoo doll. Yeah. And um, he doesn't care about his curse. Like, he's just walking and bleeding out of everywhere. He's like, it's okay. Just walking down the road bleeding. And then he just dies. Who's that? Is that the Zozo zombie that just falls yeah. over? Oh. He, so nothing really happens to the, the human boy, right? He doesn't get anything hurt? No. Last question for the book, and then we'll hop onto, onto what I picked for Halloween. Buy it, borrow it, or forget about it. What would you say Zozo Zombie is? The entire book series. Mm, buy it. I'm actually kind of thinking about actually doing that. Oh yeah, you want to you want to spend your money on them? Mm-hmm. Because I like the series and I'd be willing to reread it a lot. Gotcha. Over and over and over again. Okay. Because it's just funny. after you're done reading it, though. How do you feel? I mean, happy. Happy. Okay. So it's more a funny book then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was there anything in there that kind of scared you? Mm, no. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to switch gears from um, zombies to actually witches or magicians. Uh, the book that I picked is Zatanna and the House of Secrets, a graphic novel by DC Comics, written by Matthew Cody, art by Yoshi Yoshitani. So the story is about a teenage Zatanna and... She's been raised by her stage magician father, and they live in a special house, the House of Secrets. Now, the House of Secrets is full of magic and puzzles and mysterious rooms and magical creatures, but we don't know about that right off the bat. Uh, Our story kind of starts off like any other story. It's a normal day in the neighborhood, and Satana wakes up to her father making pancakes. Much like a typical suburban day, Satana discovers that she is running late for school. She quickly gets to a bus stop and runs into her friend Benji. Now the neat thing about Benji is I believe Benji's another uh, DC character that you see later on in, in stories. He's a, a magician with a with the magic ruby. Uh, these two talk, so because they're kids, you know, they get, they get to talk and everything. And they're talking about these about, about movies and Zatanna really likes movies and so does uh, Benji. 
then, of course, the bus pulls up, and Zatanna gets on the bus, and some of the bullies on the bus start picking on Zatanna's friend Benji because Benji's homeschooled. So they, you know, they call him names like, "Hey," they yell and say, "Hey, homeschool boy, did your mommy let you out?" You know, basically being mean to him. And of course, Zatanna, you know, sticks up for her friend and you know tells them to to leave her, leave him alone, which of course puts a big target on Zatanna's uh, head. Not an, an actual target, but I know. now the bullies are kind of targeting her. So while she's at school, uh, the bullies are picking on her, and she gets really embarrassed. And of course. She doesn't know it yet, but she has magical powers. And when she becomes embarrassed, she can feel herself kind of, kind of her face kind of gets a little flush and everything. And someone points out, oh, hey, Zatanna's, you know, it's turning red. And, of course, she gets angry and um, she starts yelling out, red, redder. And redder is a is a palindrome. And that's where you can read a, read a word forward and backwards. So redder is R-E-D-D-E-R. And the thing about... Zatanna's magical powers is her powers work when she says things backwards. <laughs> so because she said the word redder, which is a palindrome, read forwards and backwards the same way, the boys that were picking on her suddenly turned completely red. <laughs> and everyone's like, what's going on? Well, Zatanna has her, spends the rest of her day in school and she just has a terrible day. And so she gets home. When she gets home, she learns that her father, the great Zatara, has a show. Oh, and it's also Halloween night, which is another reason why I picked this book. And Zatara must stay home to keep an eye on their pet rabbit, Pocus. Of course, she also finds out that her dad has a black eye. And so she asks her dad, hey, why do you have a black eye? He's like, oh, I fell down the stairs. Zatanna's stuck at home, and uh, her dad leaves. And she decides that, well, she wants to know what's going on because she had heard she had overheard him talking to somebody in his office. So she manages to break into his office, and looking around, she sees that, okay, well, there's no way for him to really talk to anybody. You know, he has no phone in there, you know, who was he talking to? And she finds a letter on on his desk, and she learns that the letter is actually from her mother, which is kind of weird because her mother died years ago. And so she gets upset, and she's convinced that her dad has, has lied to her the entire time, and that her mom is really alive somewhere. We'll get back to that part later, though. So, if she said alive backwards, how would she say it? Evilla? <laughs> so let's see here. Um, so later, Zatanna is hanging out in her bedroom, kind of upset, doesn't really want to talk to anybody, when she gets a text from her friend Margo. Now, Margo is a, is a good friend of hers in, in school, and we actually learned a little bit earlier in the book what her friendship was like with Margo, and Margo's kind of changing. She's getting more interested in boys. She's not really... You know, wanting to hang out as much with Zatanna, but she does invite Zatanna to this uh, Halloween party. So Zatanna, knowing that she's supposed to stay home and watch Pocus, decides, well, she's gonna she's gonna go to the party anyway. So she grabs Pocus and throws Pocus in her book bag and decides to take Pocus with her to this Halloween party. I would have um, asked my friend first if I could bring Pocus. What would you have done? Uh, I would honestly, I would have stayed home and watched Pocus. And told your friend, sorry, I couldn't go? Yeah. But she manages to go to the party, and she dresses up like a magician because her dad's a magician, so she's like, well, I'll have to throw together a, co- a costume. So she shows up at the party, and there she runs into this boy who looks a little bit like a vampire, which is kind of weird. And, of course, the boy, being kind of evil-looking, tries to steal Pocus from Zatanna, but only manages to get his collar and Zatanna's bag. 
Sana runs out of the party and heads home. Cause she's like, okay, I just tried to, somebody just tried to steal Pocus. I'm trying to get, I'm getting out of here. Um, so she, when she gets back home, she discovers that the front door's open, which is unusual cause she's, she thought she left it locked. But, so her dad came home. Yeah. So she thinks her dad came home. She walks in and says, dad, dad. And it turns out her dad didn't come back home. There's two people waiting in the house for her. The uh, little boy that she ran into at the party and his mom. And we learned that the, uh, the little boy's name is actually Clarion, the witch boy. He was really after the key that was on Pocus's neck because he, it turns out that that key, when used to open the door, woke up the house of secrets. So now instead of it being a normal looking house on the inside, it's got all these weird, like, like stairs are going in different directions. Rooms kind of like move around. It, it's now magical in a way. That sounds like what happened in Luigi's Mansion 3. I ran into some ghosts and they were magicians so they mixed up the whole floor of the hotel so i didn't my map was useless because like bathroom's here so i'm gonna go through this door to the bathroom i go through the door and i'm and i'm in another part of it because they changed the doors to teleport you to different areas yeah it's kind of the same thing as, as this so the house of secrets you know rooms move around and stairs are different but of course let's get back to the main part of the part of the story is that when she walks in she sees you know clarion the witch boy and his mom, and it turns out that his mom is the witch queen. And she wants to take control of the House of Secrets. And the first thing she does is she asks Zatanna where her dad is, because apparently Zatar, or Zatara, is the, um, is the, is the keeper of the house. And so she- They kind of figured that. Yeah, so Which she- Which one is the keeper of this house? You or mom? Um, well, we don't live in a magical house. So? Um, it's not so much a housekeeper. In the story, it's, as it's called, he's called the caretaker. Of course, let's get back to the stories. The witch queen manages to use her uh, a spell and is holding Zatanna up by her legs and is asking her where her dad is. When all of a sudden, in through the front door bursts her dad, and her dad uses a magical spell to to save Zatanna, and then uses another spell to try to get rid of the witch queen. But of course, when he what he uses, he uses the the, the word disappear spelled backwards because again his magical powers much like Zatanna's works when he says words backwards so he and the witch queen disappear and the rest of the book is what Zatanna must do in order to find her dad get the key back and reese and sort out the rest of the house so it's back to how it was before the story starts but well couldn't she just say reappears backwards and say repair backwards and then well that's just it she doesn't know that she has magical powers she only had that one instance in school through the book we learn as she learns that about her her magical powers and we also learn about the house and i don't want to spoil the end of the book but we do learn what happened to her mom and what all that does tied into zatanna and the house of secrets so now that's really kind of like the setup for the story what do you think of the book? Would you be interested in reading it to find out what happens? Mm, yeah, I'm kind of curious. And honestly, after reading the book, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun story. I thought it, it even gives a great uh, moral as to what it's like to be a true friend. We see that Zatanna has a good friend named Benji, and she's good friends with him, but she kind of treats him a little bit like a jerk after the school bus incident, incident and after being bullied at school. She kind of like turns around and doesn't really bully Benji, but doesn't treat, treat him real well. Because she's like more upset at the fact that that the bullies picked on the on the fact that she's friends with him. From what you said, sounds like they're more 
teasing her for sticking up for him. Even if she wasn't his friend, just for sticking up, they probably still would have teased her. Right. And, of course, she felt... she felt Like it was his fault? Bad. Yeah, she felt as though it was his fault because he was so weird, you know, and being a homeschool kid that, you know, she wouldn't have been... She wouldn't have been in that position to to be picked on. I so, like homeschooling. Yes, we, we know. Although the good side about not being... About going to school, I might not have someone annoying sitting next to me, or I might have... Annoying people sitting on every side of me. <laughs> Before we digress further, the other thing I like about the story is I like how the story gives us a, a growth of our character. Zatanna kind of starts off; she doesn't really have much of a background right off the right off the bat. So the story kind of develops a background, gives her a challenge to meet, and she changes from being someone who is easily swayed by bullies to someone who kind of like sticks up for her friends. How long does it take her to? Learn that she has superpowers. Oh, just a few pages. Um, another neat thing, and I, I, I didn't want to spoil it, but maybe I will slip it in here, is that uh, not only is Pocus a uh, their pet rabbit, but he he's also a magical creature as well. Um, he's called a puka, and a puka is like um, you know how a witch has like a familiar, like a black cat that she talks mm-hmm. to. A puka is the same thing for a magician. She, he's a he's kind of like a magician's assistant. And he talks, and he has his own set of uh, powers and, and neat little things that you learn about him. Wait, does he actually talk? And actually, did you notice that all rabbits talk? No, he's he's not really a rabbit. He's called a puka. So he just looks like a rabbit, and he speaks. You know, he can understand humans, but he, he doesn't walk, run into any other rabbits in the story. So we don't know if he is if he understands rabbit as well. But does but can he speak human? Yes, he speaks human. Let me tell you a little bit about what I thought about the artwork, too. And then we'll circle back around to Zozo Zombie, and you can tell me a little bit about what you thought of the artwork in Zozo Zombie. And it's funny that you should pick out a manga, because Yoshi, Yoshitani, but Yoshi's artwork is very manga-like. Uh, Yoshi presents the art. There's a lot of blank backgrounds, but there's plenty of stuff going on in the, in the panels that helps tell the story and gives you a sense of where you're at. Uh, One of the big differences, though, is mine's black and white. Well, it, I'm not talking so much about color, but I'm more like talking along, uh, like the line styles and the and the art itself. You know, yeah, you you yours is black and white, and you know the color does give a little extra depth. But with yours, you get depth from shading and from positions on the paper of, of the characters and stuff. One thing that I, I, I liked about Zatanna in the House of Secrets is that it's a simple line style. You don't have a whole lot of cross-hatching. you got some nice shadow effects here and there. But yeah, for the most part, it's a simplistic style. And it's it's real easy It's really easy for the, the story to be told from the, the pictures as well as with the dialogue. Mine uses shading. Like, this was actually kind of feels like, like someone took special paper and made it for a cover. And then took normal paper and made every other page inside. Right. Well, that's because your mangas, are, you know, they're, they're graphic novels as well. But they have like a uh, a wax coated uh, print to it. They're square bound, which means that when they're when the pages are bound together, they're bound in a, in a square format. And then the paper, your paper, is more of a uh, a tooth. I would say a toothy paper. It, you know, it doesn't have that high gloss wax on it like a lot of other graphic novels do. Yeah. Because they're trying to print a lot of stuff and they try to keep the price point down on the book. 
because there's there's a lot of story packed into your between your two pay, your two covers. So let's just again let's circle circle back to your Zozo zombies. But what do you think of the line styles? I mean, how does the how does the artwork speak to you? I like the shadowing, and for majority of the time, looking at the black and white, I can kind of visualize what the colors would look like. All right, buddy. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about for Zozo Zombie or Zatanna and the House of Secrets? No. No? All right. Well, you've already said that you're interested in reading this book, so I will go ahead and set this to the side so that you can... Actually, I got one question for you. Sure. What happens to her book bag? Oh, yes, her book bag. If I remember right, she gets it back because Clarion the Witch Boy and his mom show up and they have her bag. And how does she get it back from there? Oh, well, they just leave it on the floor. Oh. So it's in her house. How would you pronounce disappear backwards? Uh... Reaperdizid, and there's also because because the House of Secrets is a house that has um, puzzles and stuff. There is a really cool puzzle in here that I like, and um, it's told by a sphinx. Remember what a sphinx is, Logan? Yeah. What's a sphinx? It's like um, a lion human, basically. Are you lion? It's a half half uh, eagle, half lion. Um, and of course, he has—he's he, the keeper of the library. And in order for them to get past the library, they have to answer a, a riddle. Survey? <laughs> no, a riddle. So you want to hear what the riddle is? Yeah. My spine is stiff, my body pale, yet I'm always ready to tell my tale. Beware! Answer wrong at your at your peril. So, what do you think the answer is to the riddle? Thanks. Nope. My spine is stiff, my body pale. Yet, I'm always ready to tell my tale. I tell you what, listener, if is you know... Is it a book? Well, never mind. The next answer is, yes, it is a book. Well, folks, I think that's all we have for today for this special Halloween edition of Comics with My Kids. Catch more of our show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or our website, thecomicscornerbox.blogspot.com. This show is part of the Electronic Media Collective Network and recorded by Downs Studios. If you like the show, give us a rating and review at Apple Podcast, Podchaser, or Stitcher. I'm Counts Muddy D. And I'm Frank and Logan D. Ah, ah, ah. Good night. Whoa.